0: Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And we love getting those emails from you as well. Rays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation that is spotify green room and ulysses today we continue our player reviews <sighs> and the crowd goes wild standing ovation <sighs> for player reviews oh my god
1: yes and you know who we got on the docket today mr biceps himself mr yandi Diaz, Kevin, are you excited for today's episode?
0: I thought Mister Biceps was Ryan Yarbrough, not Yandy Diaz.
1: Why do you call Ryan Yarbrough <laughs> Mister Biceps and not Yandy Diaz? Is it is it is it potable?
0: It's it's uh what's the term? Oh God, it's I don't the, know where you're going with this. It's an it would be an ironic oh. because Yarbrough is so long and lanky. Okay, He's missed that one. Far from Mister, I Biceps, whiffed like on you.
1: that like Nelson Cruz did on off-speed stuff down and away in the playoffs. That's
0: okay. That's okay. You're, not, uh, you have not gotten past it, clearly.
1: Yeah, no, I, I whiffed on that like Brendan Lau whiffed on a bunt attempt. 18 attempts, times, whiffed, just
0: about? with
1: two strikes. No, I'm, I'm totally over the playoffs, Kevin. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally over it. Um, Yandi Diaz. But before we get to Yandi Diaz mm-hmm. and all the positives and all the negatives and his future with the team, which is the, la- the layout of these player review segments – One by one. I just want to say Charlie bleeping Morton Mm -hmm. is just a man's man. Yes. Dude had a broken leg on a broken leg. He goes out there and still gives it his best. I mean, just that's yeah. That's a standing ovation for Charlie freaking
0: Morton over there. Pretty impressive. And I still think even with Morton's injury that the Braves still pull this thing. Pull it out for Charlie. Let's go. What's so funny is I had checked into that game Mm -hmm. and saw that Charlie Morton was pulled, and I had no idea about the injury. I just assumed this was some bullpenning maneuvering, like, oh, okay, they're going to take Charlie Morton out early and try to... No, no bring him back no he was legitimately hurt
1: that's so. the only that's the that's that's the snicker way yeah if you don't have a broken bone mm-hmm. you're staying out there for as a starter so no uh hopefully charlie morton recovers but let's talk about yandy diaz mr Biceps, yes. not Yarbrough people mr yandy diaz uh his slash line for the 2021 season a 256 average 353 on base a 387 slugging. That means a 740 OPS. He had 13 home runs, 64 rubies to go with that. He played in 134 games, 465 at bats. Kevin, what were your biggest positives from Yandi Diaz in
0: the 2021 season? Solid all the way around, I think, for the most part. He had. Really, if you combine it, the best strikeout-to-walk ratio on the team. He led the team in walks. He was second on the team in on-base percentage. He had the second-best swing and miss rate on the team behind only, wait for it, Wander Franco. Uh, In other words, he's, in this day and age of baseball, of strikeouts and home runs, he's he's a breath of fresh air. He's a hitter. He understands the strike zone. He understands plate discipline. Um, and I know that we joke about how strong he is, the biceps, the build. Uh, I think he is a guy that if he wanted to hit 25, 28 home runs, he could do that sort of like the, there was the old conversation about Ichiro Suzuki, how if Ichiro wanted to hit home runs, he could do that. But then he might be a lesser player or go away from an approach that makes him, for the most part, an everyday big leaguer. I'm talking about Yandy Diaz now. Um, So we look at his numbers, and I would say solid all the way around about what you would expect. And what I really liked from him this year was the fact that he stayed healthy. For the most part. Um, did he have an injured list stint? I know he missed a couple games here and there. He had a rib issue. But he had a w- neck
1: issue, but yeah. I don't think he actually went on the on the IL for that. Uh, he was wearing that little neck patch, uh, which I should do for work yeah. for stress
0: <laughs> purposes. We should all do we that. We should
1: all do that, right? Uh, no.
0: 134 games.
1: 465 yeah. at bats, Kevin. That's not a platoon no. kind of guy. I mean, this guy was getting at bats and, and, and was making the most with them. And – I'll go further on your point with the the strike zone discipline. He ranked 15th in mm. all of major league baseball in war, in in walk percentage. He actually ranked 39th in all MLB in K rate. Uh so that means that he's just not giving easy outs. And and you talk about that discipline. You talk about the the fact that he could get more power. With more power, you're going to see that K rate increase. But if you're ranked 40th in something good, Mm -hmm. like uh, the lack of strikeouts, you might not want to change that approach too much. And again, 15th in all MLB with 465 at bats, that's nothing to sneeze at, Kevin.
0: No, it's not. And the other thing about... Yandi, that I like is the fact that he really, in a way got stronger after the all-star break. He hit nine home runs and had 10 doubles in 57 games post all-star break, where this is a guy who the most games he had played in the big leagues was 79 games. So I think that is a huge thing. And to your point about some of the plate discipline numbers and uh, his understanding of the strike zone, I've got one more stat for you. His, outside swing percentage which is the uh the percentage of pitches a batter swings at that are outside the strike zone where do you think he ranked in all of baseball in that category
1: percentile wise
0: or uh just percent uh, or just where he ranked uh numbers wise you don't have to give me the the actual percent or anything like that just one through 50 one through 100 one through 200
1: I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say
0: the uh, top top 40. Uh, better than top 40. Top 10. Wow. He was ninth. Look at so that. if there's a pitch outside of the strike zone, he usually just spits at it. And I'll just Good. say the guys who ranked ahead of him were Juan Soto, one, Max Muncie two, Robbie Grossman, three, Tommy Pham, four, Trent Grisham, five, Miles Stroll, six, Joey Gallo, seventh, and Andrew McCutcheon, eighth. Um, so I really don't know what more positives we can say about Yandi Diaz, just the consistent factor of this is really the player he is.
1: No, and and, and and I'll do one more. Okay. The, the slits. I mean, he we know that obviously he's going to fare better against lefties, but look at the difference and in, in at least OPS. A 690 OPS against righties, 812 OPS, the slash line 288, 367. 445, you can see more power against lefties instead of right handies, uh, right handers. But I love the fact that even though he does skew as to more power and maybe more contact Mm -hmm. against lefties. Let's look at the on base percentage with righties and with lefties against righties. He's at 344 on base Mm -hmm. against lefties 367. Yeah, it is higher against lefties, but it's right there. I mean, that's a guy that no matter if he's facing a righty or a lefty, that discipline is going
0: nowhere. Yeah, he can be and is an everyday player. Yes. And I think that's valuable even for a team that uses the platoon advantage as much as the Rays do. Also, uh, talking about a guy that struggled at the TROP yesterday, Nelson Cruz. Well, Yandy Diaz is very good at the TROP, or at least he was very good this past year, 786 OPS. And... Uh, I guess we can't move on without mentioning this about Yandi. His signature, if there's a pitch outside but in the zone, he has no problem, no issue, just pushing it the other way for a base hit, taking what the pitcher gives him.
1: Yeah. And again, almost a two war player, at least by fangraphs. Did you get his baseball ref? Oh, uh, like
0: his... Yes, it is 1.6 on the docket.
1: Look at that. F4 has him at 1.8. So almost a 2 war player. This is a starter. This yeah. is a starter in, in your team. Uh, I, I think we've seen a lot of positives. Mm-hmm. And another thing that could be a positive uh, for anybody listening to, to, to this episode is Spotify Greenroom. Absolutely. Because Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, get a pretty profile picture of yourself, and join the MLB group and why not the Tampa Bay Rays group for the latest league updates.
0: Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Okay, looking at some of the negatives with Yandi Diaz, I'll just point out a couple statistics here. Uh, 28th percentile in outs above average, 35th percentile in barrel percentage. We know uh, Yandy's not going to be a burner, but 39th percentile in sprint speed. That actually might be better than I originally thought. 47th percentile in hard hit percentage and 35th percentile in x slug uh if there's one maybe overarching drawback that i have with Yandi, of course we'd love to see more power from him i think that goes without saying but um the defense particularly uh game four of the playoffs maybe some recency bias there still sticks out to me at third base where it might be average at best, we talk about the off balance, poor throw to G-Man Choi in Game Four, and then before that, there was—I mean—a slow bouncer from Christian Vasquez that Yandi Diaz, trying to move and dive to his left, just whiffed on it and couldn't get there in time. So, here's the thing I—I I would say with Yandi. I actually—I I don't think he's a bad third baseman. I just think that he doesn't have much range or much agility or quickness. He's ill handle some backhand plays now and again, but if you have to get low, if there's a ball below his waist, I think that's more of a challenge for him compared to a guy like Joey Wendell. And maybe that's more of a, maybe, what happened in game four is more of an indictment on the front office and the coaching staff for not making a defensive replacement by putting Joey Wendell in that situation at third base or not adding Taylor walls to the roster there. I mean, I don't know if there's, Hey, I don't know if Yandy Diaz is the guy you want at third base in the ninth inning in a tie ball game where uh, a ball is, Hit to him that you you expect him to make that play a majority of the time.
1: If I had intern McGee available, right? Uh huh. You know what I would ask? I would ask for all the instances mm. where the ball game was tied, and Joey Wendell was available on the bench, and Yandy Diaz was Yandy Diaz was on third, and he didn't get subbed out. Mm. I want I, I, that would take a lot of research, but if we were able to do that. I would be very surprised to see more often than not that Yandi doesn't get subbed out. And, and that's what happened in the playoffs. You yeah. uh, y- you hit it with the one word. I, if I had to pick one negative about his defensive skills would be the range. The mm-hmm. R work. It's the range. Uh, I, I think he is quick handed. I think yeah. he's smooth handed. But the range, yeah. uh, it's like two steps to the right to the line and then like one and a half steps to his yeah. left uh, glove side. So, and and you're right. The the diving play more than a a couple of, of, of lunges. That is yeah. that is just not his, his take. And you gotta you know mobility is such a big factor defensively. When you are that top heavy, right? You're not giving yourself a an advantage to make those plays, Kevin. And, mm-hmm. In third base, we had grown accustomed to a type of play at third yes. base. When you had Evan, I am so good, Longoria from 2008 to 2017, three gold gloves, endless great plays coming in, going to his left, going to his right, double play started right at the chest of the second baseman or the shortstop. You've kind of missed that since 2017. Mm-hmm. It seems like the front office, and you, know, you can call this a conspiracy theory here, but I think in their data crunching analysis, they've kind of found out that third base defensive uh, skills and first base defensive skills might be somewhere that they're okay with taking a bit of a drop off. And yeah. you can see that with g Choi, with Yandi Diaz, uh, you know, they're okay with maybe losing a little bit if they're gaining something with
0: the bat certainly and maybe it's one of those things where if guys are going to pull it that way i mean how many times is the ball just going to be hit over the third baseman's head and be a fly ball or be a home run whatever it may be so and if you have a capable second baseman or shortstop that can maybe make up for the deficiencies of a slow-footed third baseman maybe that's something to be said as well and i'm not trying to say that yanni diaz is the worst third baseman of all time it's just we have to talk about a negative here and that's that's He's, he's not going to be mistaken for Matt Chapman or Nolan Arenado or yeah. anything like that. Now, I will say about Yandi is he does have quick reflexes in the sense of a ball hit right at him, right yes. at his face. He can put the glove up and snag that ball. But if you're talking about him getting into a, a very athletic posture, yeah. that's where he struggles a little bit. And I wonder if, you know, going forward, Uh, And we'll probably get into this, uh, his future with the team as well. But if he would be better served by almost just being exclusively first base DH, maybe less of that physical and mental toll can have a positive impact on the bat a little bit more.
1: Yeah, perhaps. Uh, again, it, it'll all depend on how the rest of the of the roster construction happens, but I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I, again, we've said, you know, you are on the Austin Meadows first baseman camp. Yeah. I'm on the Brendan Lau first baseman camp. Imagine those two guys with Andy Diaz as the platoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty nice platoon that you got yourself there. You said something earlier that you were surprised about yandy diaz's sprint speed percentile i think Mm -hmm. he at
0: 39 39th percentile Um, Correct.
1: i was surprised too yeah i was not surprised at the grounded into double plays do you know how many
0: he had this year i would say at least a dozen i'm gonna say 14 11 11 okay
1: pretty high Pretty high, so so that's the thing. Although his ground ball percentage was his lowest mm-hmm. of the of his careers this year at fifty one point eight percent, he still had eleven yeah. uh, grounded into double plays. I mean, those are rally killers. So you, you've got to talk yes. about the negatives. Those are rally killers. Those those two first hurt a, a lot. I with the mobility. We talked about the mobility mm-hmm. defensively. It also happens when when you're you know with the
0: bat. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean, the Rays have, we remember when he was with the Cleveland Indians, like he couldn't hit a home run to save his life. I mean, in 260 plate appearances and I mean, basically half a season, he had one home (laughs) run with the Indians. So the Rays got him to buy into, we can talk about the launch perfect contact point to where again, he's not a big tower guy. He has the ability. We've seen him hit, 440-foot bombs to straightaway center at the drop out of the ballpark. We we've seen that, and we can look at his exit velocity numbers and and those speak for themselves. But I wonder if, and so really first credit to the Rays for you know, kind of more tapping into his potential, his power potential a little bit. But and I don't want to take away from Yandi Diaz's approach because it is an approach that has staying power. You can find a job. Uh, with what he's doing at the plate, but maybe being a little bit more aggressive, particularly on first pitches. So if you see one, and I know he likes to take a lot of pitches, but if you see a pitch that you feel like you can do damage on first pitch of the at-bat, go for it. And maybe that's where he can tap into his power a little bit more. We've seen that with Brandon Lau, at least during the regular season, where he would just feast on first pitch strikes.
1: You know, that's one thing. You know, when you talk about approach, I kind of looked at at his numbers: the ground ball percentage being lowest ever, uh, barrel percentage going down, the launch angle being the highest ever, uh, career high at six point six, the most pull percentage mm. that he has ever had, almost at thirty five percent polling uh, That's not the Yandy Diaz that we have grown to love. Right. So, when you talk about approach, I already think twenty twenty one has had a change in approach in Yandy Diaz. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a Yandi Diaz that, that we knew before twenty before 2021. The, the launch angle's up, less ground balls. Uh, you, you talk about the exit velocity. It, it wasn't his lowest ever, but it also wasn't in the top three. So, you know, I think he is changing his approach in 2021. We'll see where that takes him mm-hmm. in 2022. But I... I worry about somebody changing too many things in what has made them successful. And we talked about that with Nelson Cruz, that maybe he changed his approach when he came to the race, either mentally or physically. I wouldn't want to change Yandy Diaz's approach too much because I I feel like you've got a
0: really good player there already. That's very fair. That's very fair. And – uh, I think, man, I would love to do a great transition for this live read, but you, we got to just assume that Yandi Diaz is tapping into some built bars.
1: My goodness! With
0: those biceps, I with mean, that strength, I, I with that upper body, with that chest, come you, on!
1: You could get so much built bars into each of those, uh, into those biceps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get Coke and a cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie on the right bicep, and you got double chocolate salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream on the left. So many flavors you've got in Built Bars. you got a mixed box. You can get two of each of these flavors. They're amazing, they're healthy, they're delicious. You all know my favorite is peanut butter brownie. Mm-hmm. I cannot get enough. 17 to 18 grams in protein. Calories are ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Again, amazing flavors. They're all tasty and all healthy. And you already know what you have to do. You just go to built.com and you choose your flavors, you choose your box, and then you're like, oh, I'm ready to purchase. And then you remember, no, wait, no, I cannot purchase without the promo code. The promo code is locked. 15 L O C K E D 1 fine. you put that bad boy in there and you get 15% off all those healthy delicious built bars so go today to built.com use promo code uh locks15 to get yourself some tasty healthy
0: Delicious, both bars. Or you could just text Johnny Diaz for the hookup and he could probably help you out. That's with a box or two. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website. To sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N. Again, that's L O C K E D O N to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Okay, Ulysses looking at Yandi's future with the Rays. Uh, He is arbitration eligible for the first time in his career as far as I understand it. And according to MLB trade rumors, at least an analysis that they've done, they project him to collect roughly $2.7 million in that first year of arbitration. Now... I do not work for the Rays. I do not have... What? No, I'm not... What? I'm not a...
1: What uh, is this?
0: I'm not a sleeper cell here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's an inside joke, fellas. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ladies and gents. Let me just say this. No, I do not work for the Rays, even though there might be some people that think that. But I would advise that, yeah, you pick up that check you pick up that $2.7 million for Yandy yeah. Diaz. I
1: mean, and look, I got it, my spot track um, said 2.5. So okay. yeah, so, somewhere around though, 2.5, 2.7. Okay, let's have a 2.6. Yes. Yeah, you pay the man. Mm-hmm. You pay the man. How much was g last year that they went into this hole? 2.45. Oh,
0: so here's my thing. God. Okay, if, if that 2.7 is like, ah, that's a lot of money. Here's what you do. You just get rid of G-Man. You okay. get rid of Jordan Luplow. heck, maybe if you really have to stomach it, you get rid of Manny Margot or Brett Phillips and open up a spot for one of the young prospects on the 40-man roster. But I'm keeping Yandy Diaz, you, at least for this first year of arbitration.
1: I, I don't see how you get rid of Yandy Diaz yet. You, yeah. you just don't. And 2.5, 2.7, pay the man.
0: Especially if you're not bringing Nelson Cruz back. You need that right-handed bat. Look, he's not going to provide the power that Nelson Cruz is, but – you need guys in that lineup that can do what Yandi does.
1: Ranked 15th in all MLB in walk percentage. Yeah. He gets on base. Ranked 39th in all MLB in K-rate. He doesn't strike out. I, I, I know the grounded into double plays are a big, big negative. I, and I understand right. that. And I, I hate that. Who doesn't yes. hate seeing their player uh, get into a grounded into double play? But the fact of the matter, the the positives outweigh being yes. on base outweighs having a change of pace within the lineup mm-hmm. matters. Knowing that you can put this guy effectively above a power uh, above a power hitter or somebody who is struggling right behind him, you you put him right right behind that person who's struggling. He can give you so much depth yes. in that lineup for two point five for two point seven five mil. I don't see how this is a no, honestly, and because also I don't think just like with Kevin Kiermaier, mm-hmm. I don't think other teams would value what right. he does best as much as the Rays do. So in a trade value situation, I don't think you would be able to get what you should
0: be uh, obtaining for, for young yeah. BS to
1: be to be com- completely honest with you.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think the marketing team would like to have Yandi back. You've got the whole – you can do the, the beach tank promotion. And you know what? If we're we're ranking hairstyles and looks and everything of that nature, Yandy's got a good set of eyebrows on him. He's up there with Nelson Cruz. Yo, that,
1: that beard though? Yeah. I mean I try to keep him as, be- as best as possible, but I mean Yandy's in another level.
0: Right? He, he's got some things – going for him and let's also keep this in mind um i mentioned how Yandi didn't have or couldn't tap into his power when he was with the cleveland indians in fact in the minor leagues Ooh, i think that's guardians now
1: actually oh guardians. actually it, it might not be guardians anymore did you see that <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's like a
1: rollerblade team i do aside people uh, yes apparently uh, there's a rollerblade team that's called cleveland guardians so now they're suing the Cleveland former Indians now Guardians because Cleveland Inch- hits like it's cool. right there in
0: front of you Cleveland hits you play on the rock and roll hall of fame and batters or Cleveland spiders
1: hits. you know get over the fear people go with spiders whatever
0: okay. Cleveland stars anyway um let's remember that trade let's go back to that trade if you will yeah the rays oh. gave Cleveland gave Cleveland 5 million dollars and somebody named Jake Bowers Who, by the way, if we're doing some breaking news updates, got outrighted to AAA Tacoma. Mm. And let me also say this I don't want to make this a hammer on Jake Bowers podcast, but uh, Ulysses, what is Jake Bowers' career war? I'm
1: going to say negative 0.6. You would be correct.
0: What is Jake Bowers' career OPS?
1: I would say 545.
0: Six-fifty. Okay. Did you know that he was at one time viewed and rated as one of the Rays' top five prospects and one of the top 50 prospects in all of baseball? I rest my case I love,
1: love, love, case I love, love about love
0: uh, being a prospect hungry and huggery.
1: Th- thank you. This is why we do the podcast together. Yes. Because this is the one thing that we're 100%. Stop loving prospects so much people mm-hmm. oh this guy but oh you know what he did in triple a you know what he didn't double A. you know what he didn't single A. you know how old he was you know for his eight step it yes it means zero until you get to the major leagues oh my god i almost dropped the mic again <sighs> Ooh. it doesn't mean anything until you get to the major leagues yes awesome that they're awesome in a double AA, a triple a it doesn't mean anything it really doesn't it's so difficult to be successful in mlb is so, so, so difficult. That's why there are only 700 spots.
0: Because it's difficult. Yes. I rest my case. There we go. Very good. So, uh, are we in agreement that Yandi's going to be on the roster next year?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I would be very disappointed if he were not. I agree. I agree. Wait, wait.
0: Before this, Red yes. Sharpie. Red Sharpie, baby. I know. I wasn't going to bypass that. Okay. So we we're okay. getting ready. The grade for Yandi Diaz. Look, I wish she had maybe a little bit of a higher average, although, you know, 256 in today's era, today's climate, that's basically like 280 if it was, you know, <laughs> 1997 or whatever it may yeah. be. And I would like to see a little bit more power, but we take everything into account. The player that Yandi Diaz is, I'm giving him a solid B. I'm going to give him an 85
1: boom what a great what boom that's great wow 85 as well that's exactly what i have more on now kevin are we gonna have a friday episode this week
0: we're not what we're not okay i will be uh, traveling out of Ooh. town out of the tampa bay area so oh we will goodness. not have an episode on friday okay which means what does that mean kevin our last episode of this week will be Thursday. Well, will there be trivia on Thursday, Kevin? There will be trivia on Thursday, and we'll answer some listener questions, comments, concerns, and emails.
1: Ooh, I I think they're going to be about that TB12, 600, tutty, 600, whatever you
0: call it. Touchdowns? That's the one, tutty! You are the biggest football fan of all time. I know, thank you. (laughs) Your regular John Madden.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
0: So that, and if you want to try to sneak in a question or two, lockedonrays at gmail.com. And if we don't have time to get to it, we will, of course, save that for the next mailbag episode. But again, our email is always, it's literally always open, lockedonrays at gmail.com.
1: We don't lock it down. It's always open. But if you do have it, if you want to really give us your what would you ask for in that situation, you get a big, big price like the TB twelve thing happened on six, uh, on Sunday. Tell us, I two people already
0: did. Yeah, and I want to hear maybe from one another another locked on race fan. So I mean, I want six figures. <laughs> I want, I want a lot of money.
1: There you go.
0: I want a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing here with Yandi. Oh yeah, twenty twenty two. Assuming there's a one hundred and sixty two game season. Over under 14 home runs.
1: I think that this is the beginning of a new Yandi. Okay. Career
0: high launch angle, career low ground ball percentage. I'm going to say over. Fair enough. You know, maybe some of it depends on the opponents and some of the ballparks he plays in. Like if it's a very short, left field, then maybe he feels more aggressive.
1: Playing in about Orioles, pulling the ball. Like he, Orioles,
0: yeah. Exactly. So yeah. um I would have to look up how he like what his home runs would be or how many home runs he would be compared to other ballparks. But it's so funny because he had 14 home runs in 79 games in 2019, had just two home runs in 34 games in 2020 and then had the 13 in 2021. I agree with you. I'm going over. I think he gets at least fifteen.
1: Let's look at that! agreeing green on home runs for twenty twenty two. I green on on yeah. salary. I green on everything. A prospect hugging against. We're against prospect hugging. Stop it. Yes. Stop it.
0: Yandi makes us agree. What would, what can we say? Yandi makes us agree. uh thank you, thank you, for that as well. Elysi showing off the biceps. Johnny Bravo Ooh. over there. <laughs> Great show growing up on Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast. You're still still doing it. Stop it.
1: Um, Am I distracting you?
0: Very much so. (laughs) Here, I'm going to cover you with my uh, Word document. There we go. Thanks for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Make sure your second listen is the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is free and available on all platforms, just like Ulysses' Biceps.